your Pittsburgh Steelers pulled off a huge win against the Tennessee Titans, a necessary win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And they are very much alive right now as the Steelers sit seven, six and one, waiting to see how everything else plays out the rest of this weekend. But how they got this win? It's very important for what is coming in their final three games. They got two games on the road against the Chiefs and the, and the Ravens. They got one game at home against the Browns. The Steelers do have a legitimate shot, not just to make the playoffs, but to potentially win the division with the way the AFC North is playing. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers. We're going to go over the guys who stepped up in this game, the guys who I think are, are, are playing at a higher level and mean more than just what they're doing on the field. Then we're also going to talk about what's struggling with the offense and why it's not just one person or one group. Everybody deserves blame, and there's a real approach to what has to happen moving forward. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to our channel to get all of our, our views. We had a quick reaction while I was at Heinz Field. I had to relocate. I'm here at Channel 11 WPXI Studios here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, getting ready to go on the final word uh, on Sunday night. But I wanted to make sure I recorded my Locked On Steelers podcast to get this out to you guys as soon as possible. So let's get right into it. Your Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans 19 to 13. The Titans went into that game coming in as the number two seed in the AFC. They have since fallen. Now the Steelers are back in the conversation when it comes to being a team that should be considered among playoff playoff contenders. And this was why I told you from the jump. I told I told you months ago. I told you weeks ago. I told you this week. This team is not out the playoff hunt yet. If they lost this game, I would have said, okay, stick a fork in them because I, I don't see them bouncing back to beat Kansas, Kansas City, and it would even be questionable to win their, their, their last two games in the AFC North. But the way they played in this game and the way the defense played in this game inspired hope for what this team needs moving forward. Bottom line, this team needs to be able to create turnovers and get stops. Yes, this wasn't a complete dominant defensive performance because they did allow points in or they allowed, they allowed running the running of the ball. The Titans had uh, Dante Foreman run run for 108 yards on 22 carries. Unacceptable when it comes to that to, to that term of the ball, but you saw the defense win when it mattered. Ryan Tannehill limited to 153 yards through the air, never threw a touchdown. His one touchdown came on came on a short run. He ran for only 18 yards in the day. His ability to run has been a big part of his game. No receiver caught for more than 32 yards in this game. And I know part of that was the, the, the Tennessee Titans definitely short at wide receiver. But, hey, the Steelers every week have been missing big players, and no one's made excuses for them. They won't make excuses for the Titans. Huge de defensive performance from several guys, chief among them T.J. Watt, a sack and a half in this game, five tackles, a recovered fumble. There were MVP chance for him. He's a phenomenal player. He has 17 and a half sacks. And I mean, my goodness, you just see the play where he's being held on to by, between, by two Tennessee Titan guys wrapping their arms around his waist as he puts his hair, hands in the air. And he still found a way to get a sack through that. And here's the thing. 
this ain't just been this game. It was several times through this game. It was several times every other every game that he's played this this year. You could point to it all the time. There's double teams, triple teams holding oh his shoulders, holding his waist, holding everything, holding his jersey, and he still finds a way to make plays. This man is the best defensive player in the NFL. But it wasn't just TJ Watt. You know, a lot of people want to put it on him because they are seven and two when he does play all four quarters. And I do think that there's something real to that. He brings an energy to the team. But the return of Joe Hayden didn't just do what it did on the field. You saw at the end of the game when he made that big tackle um, at right at the sticks to get the fourth down turnover, uh, which was the turnover on downs. Uh, the Steelers had four turnovers of their own that they forced in, uh, you know, in other ways. But Joe Hayden, when we asked him about that play, he said, and you said, hey, man, you know, I knew I, we were in man coverage. I saw my man run was basically a pick route. So I put my heels on the first on the first down line and thought, all well, you know, what I got to do is when this guy gets the ball, I just got to hit him and move him backwards and he won't get this first down. He did exactly that. The spot was still terrible. It was still shouldn't have been as close as it was, but they did a great job still finishing the play and the defense getting an emphatic stop after the offense really left the hang out to dry. We'll talk about the offense in just a minute because there's a whole lot to talk about what's going wrong there. But this defense, yes, the gap assignment problems, run game, still an issue. But hey, again, this is a game. This is a game where you had several guys coming in. Carlos Davis was back on the defensive line. I'd say a louder milk had to play a lot. Henry Mondos, you know, is, is still one of the guys you have to consider, though he wasn't in this game. But I, I look at I look at what they what they were able to do, forcing the turnovers, winning in the secondary. I thought Terrell Edmonds had a fantastic game flying all around the field for the Steelers. He finished with 10 tackles, second most. It was really the safeties, too, for the Steelers. Makeup Fitzpatrick led the team with 14 tackles. That shouldn't be happening, by the way. The Steelers should be stuffing the run before it gets to him. But this is what it comes down to. And I will say this. Minka Fitzpatrick, for all the tackles, he makes all those tackles are saving medium and, de and decent runs from becoming explosive runs that, that break the game open. That's what he's been doing, especially, and that's one reason he hasn't had as many interception numbers because he's helping everyone else. But that's where I think that this team really has potential for the future. I'm not saying that they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm saying that I think that this team can still finish strong, play really good defense in these final weeks, and earn a playoff spot in even the AFC North with the way the other AFC North teams are playing right now. But I look at this core, you're still concerned about the future of this team and where they, we might go after Ben Roethlisberger's done. But you look at Minka Fitzpatrick, that guy's a leader. That guy's a dog. He's out there fighting every single play. You love the way that he's able to that he's able to make things happen. You love the way how even though he's not getting the chance to be the superstar, uh, you know, premier safety center fielding and making one-handed interceptions to turn things around, he's still out there scrapping, doing everything he can to, to lead the Steelers. That's the kind of effort you want. The same thing goes for TJ Watt. The same thing goes for Cam Hayward. He's older. He won't be part of the future future Steelers, but he'll still be around for at least the next two, two, three seasons. You look at you look at those guys. You even saw a much better performance from Devin Bush. Five tackles in this game. Had a couple breakups. Uh, had a couple breakups. Almost had an interception. But you're seeing he's more instinctive. He's being around the ball. And this is what I was saying months ago when I said when I posted a video saying he's not a bust. You got to give him time to recover from his ACL injury. And now you're starting to see him. He's starting to find his confidence again. And that takes time. It's not easy. Not everyone just jumps back jumps back from their injuries right away. Especially when he's what 22, 23 years old. He's still a baby in the NFL. There's guys that are going to be that are going to be rookies next year. They're going to be older than Devin Bush. I think he's finding his way back and he's making his steps forward. But shout out to the whole secondary for the Steelers in this game. Cam Sutton, 
forcing a fumble, you know, fight, fighting his way up. Arthur Mollette forcing a fumble, fought, flying all around the field, looking good. Terrell Edmonds flying all around the field, making Patrick flying all around the field. This was the kind of performance you needed from this team in this game to keep things alive. Now, Again, they got a long way to go as far as still stuff in the run. They got to eliminate that. But you saw the way they got after the quarterback. Cam Hayward got half a sack. TJ Watt with one and a half sacks. Even uh, Derek Tugs, Tuska, he got his first career sack. Um, and, as and Chris Wormley getting getting another sack. Look, he left the game injured with a with a um a, a groin injury. But still, he now has six sacks in the season. There's hope for this team. There's 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 pieces here that can really move the Steelers forward. I'm going to be very intrigued to see how things come together for the defense. And this is what I wanted to remind everyone about. And I'll get to, to, back to this on my third segment. When the Steelers lose and everyone wants to be doom and gloom and the sky is falling and there's no hope for the future, you see that they can put things together. It's not going to be consistent. It's not going to be the Steelers of old, the Steelers of 2008, or even 2017 when you can see that they could put some really consistent play together. Because again, this, this roster does have holes on it. This roster is is banged up and still missing key pieces. But they do have the leaders to to turn things around and address things to say, hey, when it's when it's when it's push come to shove time, they're showing up. And they proved that again today in this hard fought 1913 win over the Tennessee Titans. I want to address the offense before I get back to the defense and where I see this team right now and the importance of what they're doing. Um, so we'll do that in just a second here. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of free 5G phones so you can listen to all, all the latest episodes, the power of three unlimited data, data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful you become. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. With more power to save is Boost Mobile. This is disclaimer, uh, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing our show on the Steelers win. It's a victory Monday for all you Steelers fans out there. It's a victory Monday. How does that feel? And not just any victory Monday. You beat a big Tennessee Titans team that would have been the one seed in the conference had they won this game. They had every reason to come in here and to feel confident about themselves. They came off a shutout win. They think, they, oh, they're doing, they're doing great. The Steelers struggling. And they still couldn't win the game, mainly because of the Steelers' defense. But the Steelers' offense gave the Titans every chance to turn this game around. You look at this performance, it was bad all around. And my point here at the offense is there is no one group that you can point at and say, man, this is your fault. There's no one person or one group. It's 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 like that scene in the office when everyone's got the guns pointed at each other. Everybody is at fault here. The offensive line. Terrible. Missing blocks left and right. Not able to create space in the run game. Uh, the play calling, just crazy at times. The third down play when Ray Ray McLeod was the fade route to the end zone. And it still could have been there. You know, if Ben throws it a little bit more accurately. Maybe he gets a chance to run under it. But you're throwing it to your shortest receiver uh, on a one-on-one fade route in the end zone on a third down when you need to move the sticks. 
just don't get that call. But at the same time, that's not all the time. And I, I see this a lot when, when you know, when you know, a lot of fans, they want to they go at Matt Canada for this play call or that play call. There were still plenty of play calls that were there to be had. There was a there was a third down play where Ben Roethlisberger throws it to the back of the end zone, triple coverage to James Washington, Deontay Johnson, wide open, right in front of it, right, right, right at the sticks. He catches that ball. He probably runs in for a touchdown. There was another play where Ben Roethlisberger stepped up into a sack when he had both James Washington and Deontay Johnson open, and he just didn't see them. It was a bit of a chess match that the Titans pulled. They were moving and doing a lot of pre-snap, pre-snap movement, you know, trying to disguise different things, trying to confuse Ben Roethlisberger. There were times he recognized it, but for the large part, he did not. He was not seeing what was what was going on there. And the routes were open. The, the right play calls were made, but they weren't executed. And then you had other mistakes. Chase Claypool dropping one to hit, hit him right in his face mask. You thought maybe this would be the game that he shows everyone that he's going to be the guy. Didn't you know, or, or he could bounce back from being the bonehead in Minnesota? Well, he didn't do that. He dropped. He, he dropped that. He didn't really have a good performance. Um, you know, the big. If you're gonna point at anybody for this for the for this for this game and say, man, you deserve you deserve a sticker on your helmet. It's for Pat Farmer. He had some really tough catches. Uh, there was one tough catch. There, there was one tough catch. We ran through some guys. Another tough one where he converted a huge third down, took a hit to the helmet, and this was he eventually left the game concussed, and he is in concussion protocol. We'll see if he's able to recover. But you saw him take that hit, and it looked like he was semi-unconscious, but he still stood up as if he was going to fight for more yards, and then he was hit again, and that's what took him out. But you love that effort from Pat Frymuth. You love that that fight from Pat Frymuth. He's going to bring that. Him and Najee Harris do that. Now, Najee Harris didn't get a chance to really shine in this game. This is where this is, and this is where I come back to you blame everybody for what's going on. The offensive line isn't consistently protecting Ben Roethlisberger enough. They're not getting enough push in the run game to open holes for Najee Harris. But the other way that, again, I said this from the beginning of the season, you knew this offensive line might struggle. You knew that they would have a hard time. So you need to find ways to back linebackers off, to back defenses off and say, hey, let's, let's, let's attack the middle part of the field. First pass play of the game. Then Roethlisberger does that play action, bang, Deontay Johnson, first down, 16 yards. And I'm like, that's it. You hit them with that four, five, six, seven times. Then eventually those linebackers, when they see you start to drop back, they're like, uh, he might be hitting us with a pass. And that allows the offensive lineman to get an extra step, Najee Harris to get more space, and him to run the ball. The Steelers didn't do that, though. And even when they tried to do it, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't hitting it. And again, it's not all on Ben. There were some play calls that I just, again, with the Raven McLeod pass, didn't understand that call. With the protections, there were definitely breakdowns that aren't on him. But this is what happens when you're a bad offense. There's It's the gun situation. Everybody's blaming somebody. And, and, and that's where you have to kind of take the position and the approach where you, everyone has to look at themselves and say, hey, what can I do better? For Trey Turner, he had, he had some tough calls. He had some tough plays where he, he didn't show up. He has to, and here's the thing, Trey Turner, he's the professional. He's the individual. He's the guy that I look at and I say, he's one of the guys that can help a lot of these younger players, especially the offensive linemen, address what they got to do to get better. Najee Harris, I think he has that in him anyways. Pat Frymuth had that, has, has that in him. Ben Roethlisberger, you know he has that in him. He's done that his whole career. When he has a bad game, he, come, he comes back, he fires, and he tries to do something. But I do think that this is – once again, the sign and, you know, something we'll talk about Tony Serino later this week on the show is the old saying that Tony has always said on the Lockdown Steelers podcast is let Ben cook. I, I do think that whatever it is, Matt Canada, there are some plays that I think he draws up that are there that Ben Roethlisberger just doesn't hit like the Deontay Johnson pass where he was wide open in front of the end zone. 
I just think that part of this is for whatever reason, Ben can't see something unless he's instinctually feeling it. And he's just not going to instinctually feel these play calls. We've given it three months. We've seen what it is. So at this, this point, the Steelers are like, you know what, Matt Canada, we're not saying that you can't call an offense, but we're saying that Ben Roethlisberger, that this team's quarterback and the guy that's going to have to lead this offense to at least be mediocre. If, if this team is going to, if this game team is going to be good and win, they, this offense has to be mediocre. They were bad in this game. The defense handed them four turnovers and they got four field goals from all of them, three of them back to back to back in the fourth quarter. That, and that's where I say the, the Steelers, despite, yes, they, they, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground. They gave up a hundred yard rusher, but you look at the Steelers, at the, at the Steelers efforts, they had a fumble. They forced at the end of the third quarter, an interception they got in the, in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And then, a, and then another fumble forced in the middle of the fourth quarter. And then they, they got a turnover. They, they got four straight times. They got the ball back to the offense with the same score, without it being a punt. That is the effort that you that you need to have from your defense. But if just one of those, if just one of those field goals is turned into six points, and again, it's not just Ben, it's not just Canada, it's not just the offensive line, it's a culmination of all, all of these groups. And they got to look at each other, they got to look at themselves first, then look at each other and then say, hey, these are the things we have to address. The offensive line has to do a better job at communicating and picking things up. I think Kendrick Green is just way over in over his head at the center position. He's, you know, he's a guy that's just having a really hard time adjusting to it. They need someone who's going to be a heady guy in the middle of the offensive line, calling things out and being the physical guy who could dominate that hole. He's just been neither so far. Um, you know, they, they, they need guys to adjust to that. But at the same time, you need to have an offense, an offensive quarterback who's going to be able to pick them up and, and make big make plays. And there were some passes that, that Ben threw that just didn't that just didn't make it. Nothing. Nothing happened with. And that happens. But there were also passes that passes that were there and he didn't throw again. This is a group problem for the Steelers offense and it continues to not go away. If they continue to have these problems, if they have another if they, if they have, I don't, I'm not sure if they can win too many more games just doing it like this with the defense getting your four turnovers and you only getting 12 points from it but if we can see this this offense get some surges you say hey you know what ben run the no huddle do what you got to do at different points of the game let's pick you know pick up the pace at you know maybe in the second quarter at different times to allow yourself you know don't do it the whole game because you want to give your defense time to breathe when they're on the sidelines but maybe pick up pace let him take over a little bit let him get some on-field controllability that's that's what you want to that's what you want to see happen in those moments I think that can help supercharge the offense just enough to change the tone. But something has to change there if this team wants to keep moving forward. But bottom line is defense is what, is, what was always going to be this team's calling card. It hadn't been for the past few weeks. You saw the, the, the loss of the Vikings where they were just getting run up and down. You saw the loss of the Chargers where they were, give, they were giving up lots of lots of big plays. It's been a very roller coaster season. But we see when T.J. Watt is healthy, when Joe Hayden is healthy because he was a big part of that, You know when Devin Bush is starting to play more like himself, you can see that this defense still has the pieces that you want in the long run. We're going to address those pieces and what I think about the Steelers times moving forward because I think there's a lot of things that we got to address to pull fans back out of the problems that they that they always feel at the end of losing games when they're like oh the, you know the sky is falling we got to address this I want to address why a tough deal get some things back in perspective for Steelers fans in just a minute here but first I got to talk to you guys about Built Bar Built Bar is the best protein bar out there and it doesn't just taste like a candy bar it can also taste like a holiday candy bar it's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing 
Will you have ras raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie? The choice is yours. Bill Bar also gives you the extra fuel that you need to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Bill Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bill Bar in a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a little of that Bill Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bill Bar to go along with it. But trust me, you're going to want a couple napkins on hand because it can get a little messy. Go to built.com though and get your built bar of choice by going to built.com and use promo code lock 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order again that's built.com promo code locked 15 and to get 15 percent off your order at built.com we're also brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered for all your season props uh, odds and lines and better than ever before as football season continues this March to the playoffs. Bet online range your number one spots for all the sports action this season. Head to your new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball to football to NHL to boxing and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, and Bet Online where the game starts. Now, wrapping things up here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. I, I want to get back to the global view of the Pittsburgh Steelers because we can microscopic. I will, I will, we will look at this, this win more microscopically and say, okay, this was good. This was bad. These players needs to do this better. This player needs to do that better. This player is doing this better. I say this, I say this all the time. When the Steelers lose, the worst of Steeler Nation comes out. And, and Steeler Nation isn't isn't the only fan base that does this every fan base that does this and this is what i want steelers fans to remember whenever someone's coming at you and saying oh man you guys listen you got steel fans are a special type of spoil because they're so used to winning but the negative reaction you gotta avoid just just making overstepping reaches and saying oh i feel this because i'm mad that my favorite team lost and i didn't like what i saw here and you gotta remember put things in context you got to remember, they, you know, th this this was always going to be a, a more difficult year with the way this roster was built, and then with the injuries that this roster this roster suffered. There's going to be a lot of things that get in the way here, but when 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 everything was down, you saw last week the way the Vikings played. Oh man, the Steelers! How can they bounce back from that? That was the worst performance I've ever seen. Even Joe Green, the former Steeler, came out and said, "You said you said that's the worst I've ever felt watching the Pittsburgh Steelers." Even though the, the, it came down to the last play, I get it. That run defense was atrocious. But again, you look at the the situation that they're in. You look at how it was a short week coming off coming off a big win. That was that was that was a tough situation to to, to play in. But this team isn't bereft of talent this team isn't bereft of of of, of 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 structure and foundation you look at the way that they were able to win this this game today and again with keith butler a lot of people have been saying they want keith butler fired he's the problem da, 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 da. and then they play games like this where the defense is all over the place they're aggressive they're flying they're hitting they're creating they're creating turnovers even if they didn't all create all the turnovers there you see them they still they're contesting they're flying they're they're being in the right spots that stuff happens when you got leaders on the field leaders like joe hayden who all the steelers talked about including mike tomlin tj watt cam hayward they all talked about what it was like having him back on the field and the environment just the presence that he brings the steelers need those kind of leaders and that's someone that they've been missing for the last four games i think that's something something that everyone's kind of glossed over and talked about oh well joe hayden wasn't who cares you know they're giving up plays on the ground joe hayden helps with that because he communicates he's he he, he pressures people he also he talked about you know i I asked him this question. I said, hey, what are things that you do 
to help with the communication. What have you seen with communication? He says one thing that he brings is that he tries to be a calming voice to help remind people what are the, what's the call, what's the adjustment. Because he says, you know, on the on on a on a given play, when emotion happens and people have to talk and people have to say things, there you know, there's there's some people who are a are those calming presences. You have your you know the leaders like Minka Fitzpatrick who can say what's going on, but it doesn't. It's not just one guy. You need other people that are out there saying, hey, yes. This is what's happening. And the younger guys are like, okay, Joe Hayden and Mika said it. That's what we're doing. That's what we're running with here. And you and, the, and just the message goes across the field a lot simpler, a lot easier, and everyone's on the same page. And granted, it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. I said uh, on the Friday episode with Jenna Harner when I was sipping rum in uh, in, uh, in, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I, I missed the Dominican Republic already. It was such a wonderful vacation. Thank you for asking. Uh, but uh, – I said back then when I was when I was poolside there that if they were going to win this game, it's going to be an ugly win. It was going to be one that was going to be tough on them, but they did it, and they were able to find a way to, to, way to gust it through. Why? Because they do have that foundation. They do have that organizational integrity. They still do have leaders to carry on what they want to do as a team. Will it always work? No, it doesn't always work for everybody. And there are teams. Even I mean, you go back to some of some of the leaders. There, there was been there have been leaders on some of the recent Steelers Bowl Super winning teams, Steelers Super Bowl winning teams that had bad bad times you look at you know everyone remembers joey porter and what he did in the playoff push in 2005 to get them that 2006 super bowl but people forget about how there were sometimes the defense was porous with him on it and it was just it was just bad and that that happened but sometimes it's all about finding the guys who are going to be the nucleus moving forward this is where i see the team having true potential not not just for this year and 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 fighting their way to the playoffs but saying hey you know what next year you got 45ish million dollars in cap space according to spot rack you're going to be able to spend some money you need you'll need to find a new quarterback but you can make some investments get a linebacker get a defensive lineman maybe a new cornerback you know keep certain players that you want to keep around and then you're able to say okay these are the people that, that, that we're keeping around. These are the people we're building around. People like T.J. Watt, like Minka Fitzpatrick. I also think Joe Hayden's made a strong case to say, hey, bring him back for, to be that calming presence. He may not be the super cornerback that he was, was five years ago or four years ago when he came to the team, but he's still a good cornerback, and he's a leader, and you need leaders on this team. You need guys that are going to be able to step up and be those calming voices like Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's going to be here for a few few more years. I think Alex Highsmith is one of those good role players that is developing. He still takes too much to the inside on some of the runs, still has to learn how to adapt to that a little bit better, but you're seeing him improve. Heck, I think they found a good piece in Chris Wormley. He, had, he has six sacks on this season right now. Who would have thought Chris Wormley would have six sacks on, on the year? He's he's finding ways to turn. And I think you're seeing steady improvement from Isaiah Loudermick. I, mean, I think you saw a really good response this week from Devin Bush. I said it in the second half of that Vikings game, I saw some real improvements from him. He made some really good tackles, and he was looking more in place in the passing game. In this game, I think that he was much better. He almost had the, had the interception that could have flipped this game right on its head with, with the way that he was playing. But he also, you saw him attack the ball, be more instinctive in where he was attacking and, and, and cutting things off. There is hope for this team. And again, on the offensive side of the ball, yes, you're not happy about Kendrick Green and Dan Moore Jr. Is, 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 isn't exactly playing great either. But Najee Harris is a bad man. Pat Fryermuth is a bad man. You still got Deontay Johnson, who's a bad man. Chase Claypool, he bad for other reasons. But uh, you look at, you know, you look at those guys, those, those are all pieces that you can build around and not just pieces as far as weapons and talent. They're guys who seem to get the code, who get the idea. Hey, we got to step up right here or X is going to happen. We're not letting X happen because we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And granted, 
they're not always going to win every battle. That's not how this works. There's never been an undefeated team since the, the Miami Dolphins of 1972 to win a Super Bowl. You can't always ha have it, especially on a roster that you're still building on. But this team, we knew that their offensive line was going through a bit of a rebuild. We knew that they were rebuilding basically most of the offense with a new offensive coordinator, an aged quarterback, uh, you know, a new offensive line, a new running back, and a new tight end. All, all of this was being worked work, worked into this while the defense was still coming back out, new cornerbacks you know, playing different spots, the injuries that, that that really ripped out the strength of this team, which was its interior defensive line, and being able to rotate guys and have two interior pass rushers that freed up the edge guys and made, they, made they life harder on, on offensive lines. All that considered, they are still 7-6-1 and one, and right in the mix for the NFL playoffs. And looking around the NFL right now, um, I'm recording. I was recording this. I started recording this as the four o'clock games are going on. The Bengals do win. So as as it stands right now, um, the Bengals do have an eight and six record. So they 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 fall. They 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 move up there. The Ravens though fall to eight and five with their loss to the Packers. That's a tough spot for them because now they're only a half game of the Bengals. But again, the Steelers at seven six and one. They're a half game behind the Bengals right now. They're a game behind the. Uh, they're, they're a game behind behind the Ravens right now. There's hope for this for this Steelers team yet to be able to be that team that that that, that can that can make the difference that can make, make the difference and push down the final stretch of 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 this season. We will certainly see if the, if they get the chance. The Baltimore did give Green Bay a scare. How about that? Um, but uh, all, all things considered, they're far from being out of this playoff race going into Sunday Night Football. Because again, I'm recording this before Sunday Night Football is done. Pitts, the Steelers sit at at the tenth seed. The, the uh, the um of, of the playoffs they're tied with the browns technically right now um you know but the browns do play the raiders on monday night we'll see how that plays out after the whole COVID situation they still have every chance to make this playoff push we will see if they do in the coming weeks we got a lot more to break down we'll have a lot of more great analysis coming your way on the lockdown steelers podcast again i'm your host chris carter thanks so much for tuning in it's always a pleasure to have you guys watching and listening give us your thoughts on the game in the comment section let us know what you thought who you thought was the better player player of the game i think tj watt continues his track to be the, the mvp of the nfl despite missing all the time that he's missed for injuries 17 and a half sacks leads the way i want to talk more about that as the as the as the week rolls on we'll talk about him joe hay the defensive line where things need to improve and maybe even a little bit of where devin bush is improving as well and what needs to happen on offense we'll get more instant analysis on your pittsburgh steelers later in the week but pittsburgh steelers fans enjoy your victory monday wear your terrible towels to work wear your jerseys at home wherever you're doing if you're working from home but have a great start to your week this was a huge win and you should definitely savor it because that was a tough team that they had to beat and a tough win they had to get and now they they go on and they focus on the kansas city chiefs next week we'll be getting ready for that that game right here on the lockdown steelers podcast stay with us we're on apple spotify google Podcasts, odyssey and youtube raise five stars on apple Podcasts with a positive comment and you get a special shout out at the end of the show also hit the like button on our youtube videos when you when you see them subscribe to our youtube channel to get all of our content from there i'm chris carter your host follow me on twitter and instagram at carter critiques and hit me up anytime let me know when you're going to games i appreciate always meeting steelers fans when we get a chance there i'm usually at heinz i'm usually at heinz field covering the game i was there for this one you can get my instant reaction video on the youtube channel uh when i was at heinz field covering this game after the after the big win we got more coming your way on the on the lockdown steelers podcast tomorrow i'll be back in your in your ears and on your screens very soon